Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Coming up on today's Footy Talk podcast, NRL predictions. Well, after what they did last year, can Newcastle make the top eight? The Penrith juggernaut, does it continue or do we see them fall? And we talk about Shane Flanagan. Can he get the Dragons to be a top contender again? Hello and welcome to another episode of Footy Talk. Maroon, Wado and Woodsy, we are taking a look at, well, Predictions for the 2024 season. Woodsy, good to see you, old mate. Good to see you, mate. You've been in the sun, looking nice and brown. Yeah, I've uh, had a little bit of time down at um, down in the uh, People's Republic of Little Bay, lying on the beach there. It's been beautiful. That's and... not the nude beach, is it? No, not no, the nude oh, beach. Okay. I do go down there with the drone every now and then. Yeah, but, uh, the drone, Jesus. Yeah, the drone, yeah. Sicko. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, mate? You're looking fit. Yeah, it's part mm. of the job. You've got to keep fit and yeah. look after yourself. So, mm. good time of year. Hopefully, Vegas coming up soon. Couple of trials. Well, you want another? You want to? Oh, you, you got to go this time, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. What's your old saying? It's not a rort. If you're not, in, that's only a rort <laughs> if you're not in on it. Wait, how are you? How are you finding not playing anymore? I'm finding it superb, Maroon. Really? Um, it's great to be back in here with you boys. Obviously, we're going to finish off our team previews today, heading into the the mm-hmm. NRL season, which is just around the corner. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm loving it, mate. Back at work here now, doing a bit with the Sharkies, you know, and spending a lot of time on that golf course. I actually won. Yes. I was going to say, yeah. can you talk to us about our champion? Yeah, what I, won, I won the monthly medal at Cronulla, um, the February medal. So yeah. play down there. I was off, I'm 8.7, I think now. So I was off 11, 11 or 12 because of the, the handicap being pushed back because it was medal day. So you get a few strokes at it because it's, the course is set up harder. And I shot five over, so awesome. it was quite. It was, a, it was a roller coaster, an emotion, emotional roller coaster. I had five birdies and four double bogeys, which is not the five birdies is outstanding, but the four doubles are too many mistakes. Yeah. But hey, I'll take I'll be it. Happy with five birdies, hey, come on, man. Take the win, mate, and um, you know, hopefully that handicap can skinny up a bit more. Now I got more time on my hands. So, uh, what I can see <laughs> is going on here now is your lovely wife, who is have, hasn't had you home with the two boys for all these years, and now you're going to become good at golf, mate. I play only on the days that my youngest goes to daycare, which is three days a week, and my young, my eldest is at school now. So it, I have plenty of time to look after the kids, spend time with so my wife. He's got his priorities right, mate. Man, now he doesn't have his priorities he right, does. and neither do you, mate. <laughs> you go to weddings overseas, you went to trip to Vegas, and Don't your wife's you start, just mate. had a baby. You ring me up to do the luncheons with you, mate. Well, mate, I'm only, I'm only <laughs> sending you an hour from home. <laughs> I'm only being conscious. But your lunches go for three hours. But so I'm four, I'm, five hours I'm only away being from your conscious that you, you know, you're a young, <laughs> you're a young family man. Anyway, I can't help you two. You're beyond help. Warriors finished fourth, uh, and of course lost last year to the Broncos in a prelim. But gee, they get some handpick a couple of great players to come. Obviously, Roger Tuivasa-Shek comes back. Kurt Capewell makes his way over to the Warriors. Chanel Harris Tavita returns from his sabbatical. Wado, the start of last year, no one had heard of Andrew Webster and look at him go as coach. Well, someone had. Our main man over here was giving him raps for a while, his, his uh, relationship with Andrew. But they were outstanding with you, the Warriors. They started well. I think everyone thought at some stage they would dip in how they were playing, but credit to the team and credit to Andrew Webster on their consistency that they played. And um, their 2023 was a massive year, and I think I think it's just a, a step for him in the right direction to back it up again this year. So 
they've got a pretty stable squad. Not much has changed there. Obviously, you know, a lot of experience come back. Catewell, two of us, Sheck, who we all know what sort of athlete he is. Um, and Chanel Harris-DeVita comes back from his year off and they only lose Josh Curran, who's almost a straight swap out for Kurt Catewell. Yeah. Bailey Searin, and again, similar position. And... Um, uh, Vileo, which mm. is, I think, just a young guy who's heading over for a different opportunity. So I think... It's only a winger, mate. <laughs> I think they're in a really strong position. Now, obviously, what they have, they have the support of all of New Zealand behind them now. They, yep. You know how popular Up The Wires got last year. They've really... Um, Unbelievable. They've really reinvigorated the New Zealand fan base. You fill out any New Zealand stadium at a home game, you've got to go travel over to New Zealand for a club match to try and get a win against a full... New Zealand mm. Stadium mm. against a, a, a good Warriors team. You know, it's such an advantage to have, and I see him doing some real up, damage. Up the wires. It was on my phone, like, as you, like, you know, you get the Vodafone Yeah, well, you're thing. over at every match in well, front of the... up the wires. Well, that's the only team you haven't played for, so maybe they'll send you far, New Zealand. Have you seen old mate in front of the coach's box? Oh, he's got his double game. He's over there, yeah. mate, every yeah. time. Good bloke, so, too. Good what, voice for radio, that bloke. Woodsy's there in spirit. Hey, um, I think the Warriors, it's going to depend on the halves, and whether or not they can get through the season without any injuries. That's your opinion, mate. Um, well, exactly. No, nah, look, honestly, I, I think they're going to slide. Um, I think they're going to slide too. I just think, you know, we spoke about the Cowboys on one of our other shows of the, of the prediction. I think the expectation on the Warriors this year, like last year, no one expected them to be well. Like I, I didn't have them in my top eight. I don't know about you boys. This year the expectation is so high. And then you throw in, you know, Adam Finnell-Blake's leaving. He's already signed with the Sharks. It's always it's always hard when blokes sign start, but I'm, I'm actually happy he got it done before the season started. Does that affect the season? It could if you have a couple of back to back losses. Jono's come out and say, "Is his head in it? Is his head in the right spot?" Mm. They just make up stories just because you're losing. Getting Roger Tuivasa-Sheck back with the season they had last year, they've got to get him back in there and they've got to get him playing. And he's coming from rugby union, so he's been out of the game. Was it for? Two years. Two years. Two years. It takes a while to get back. You speak to any of those players that sort of went from union and come back to league. It takes a time to transition. Doesn't matter how much you train, you got to be on the field. Your timing, it's a lot different. The, the supports are completely different. So everyone's going to expect to see the Roger Tuivasa check we saw from four years ago. You know, and he was absolutely outstanding. He, at times, he was the, you know, he was their only man. The, the Warriors. He was the one, like he was the the main man in that side. So. If the expectations aren't high on RTS, I think he's going to have a great season. But we got we can't go off the years he had previously playing rugby league. You know, he's coming back from Union, so the standard's probably not going to be as high. But what's the expectation that the public have on him? That's what's going to be hard. And, mate, they were outstanding last year. So, And like I said, way to mention it with the Cowboys, when you be expected to win those games and expected to be good, Every team's up for you when they play mm, against you. Mm, mm. You're going to have no off days. So you're, like Wade said with the Cowboys, they're the hunted now. Teams are going after them. It's funny because, you know, obviously this is the first time I've done a full in-depth preview of all the teams um, before an NRL season. And just from – It's crap the more you talk about but it. But just from just from experience, you know, right, the, the words Woodsy said, you know, they're going to slide, right? You know as a player – that there's turnover in the top eight every year. Up to three or yeah. four teams. I don't know the exact number, but three or four teams, there's a turnover every year of who makes the eight, who doesn't make the eight. So trying to put it together, you piece together your top four and then you probably piece together your bottom mm -hmm. four and then the eight in between or the, now the nine in between, it's, it's just sort of try to work out who's going to slide, who can go up. And it's funny because we haven't previewed a team, we're going to get onto them. So it was a process of elimination for me, right? I, th I thought I'd pick my slide team and who I thought was going to not slide, and I'm with the Warriors. I just think with that playing squad, 
being how settled it is, particularly Shawnee Johnson, the season he had last year, Luke Metcalf, how he played, Roger Tulvasashek coming back into it, Clogstad at the back. I just think with their spine and their Wade experience, Egan. Wade Egan, you know, losing Adam Fnor Blake, the type of season he'll be wanting to have on his way in gaining Capewell. I just think they got a good enough team, mm. a well-balanced, experienced team, and a coach that they'll be able to, you know, they'll be ready to handle this season and go back to back and have another good season. So I have them finishing at fifth, the Warriors. Okay. Well, that's just dropping a little. What about I'll go you? I've got them at 12th. You've got them at 12th. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's our <laughs> New Zealand Warriors. And here's hoping they can have a good season injury free and all that sort of thing because it was great for the game to see them do so Maroon, well. It, mate, we were there for that semi final. Mm. I've never, like, it was like an origin. The, the crowd was ridiculous. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Mm. It was so good for NRL. Yeah, no, absolutely. And maybe one day they'll have another team over there. Moving on with our predictions, this team, what a season they had. 10 games in a row to launch themselves into the top eight. Of all the things we didn't see coming, I don't think we saw that coming. With my process of elimination with the teams and doing the yep. previews, I, I, I landed on the Knights to slide just because, you know, of where they were last year. There's no doubt that the, the run and the magic they created towards the back end of last year was was second only point to the Warriors, right, yep. with their how big the Newcastle Stadium got, how full it got, that energy around, you know, Newcastle. And it's a rugby league town, right? Mm -hmm. When when Newcastle's playing well, when that stadium is full, it feels like rugby league is doing well, particularly for us, Woodsy, like Lots. coming through when the Knights had all that success and Joey was up Ridiculous. there. It just feels like that's, a, that's rugby league heartland here in uh, New South Wales. And when they're going well, you know, rugby league's going well. But I just question whether they can recreate that magic because, you know, certainly – it, it was sparked by someone like a Ponga, right? I mean, we spoke about it in other previews. When someone, particularly uh, an individual like Caelan Ponga, hits that vein of form, you know, I think about, you know, Benny Barber, uh, even Nico Hines a couple of years yep. when he had the Dalian for us. Uh, there's been some in the past who they just sort of put the team on their back and the others get them that momentum. And once you're in that momentum, it actually becomes easy because you're confident, things are coming off for you, and you just get caught in that energy, right? Mm. Sometimes it's harder to recreate the magic because you think it's just going to take off where where you left it, and that that's the big question for me. I want to I want to see early in the season if they have a couple of slip ups, if they don't get the wins um, that they're supposed to, if they get a bit of pressure on them, you know how's it going to go for Tyson Gamble in the halves, the young yep. hooker who really established himself and Crossland. played Crossland played so well last but year. But Brayley's back. Brayley's back. So there's a question mark yeah. of re getting that sort of combination. Ponga, if there's an injury early, yep. you know they. They did for a 10-match run last year. They won 10 in a row, finished with all the momentum. They've got to start that again and rebuild it uh, in the opening rounds. And I just question how, you know, if it doesn't go well for, well for them early, will they be able to create the same magic that they did last year? So that's the only reason I had them on the slide because I think the Warriors probably have a more balanced and more experienced team. Okay. Uh, obviously, Dom Young leaves. He goes to the Roosters. Lockie Fitzgibbon's heading to the Super League. Lockie Miller is, I think, heading to the Super League as yep. well. Jed Cartwright comes. Jack Cogger comes. Where do you have the Knights, Woodsy? I've got him at eighth. It's five letters. Ponga. P-O-N-G-A, mate. It's, mm. If he can stay on the field, yep. their it's chance of winning if. the comp. If mm. they can't, I don't think they'll be in the eight. They're a chance of winning the oh, comp. He's just a brilliant player hey, to watch. You're saying? Uh, if um, he stays on the field and plays every game and plays like he did the back end of last year. Well, we know they're half and five eight will but play then, their ass off every week. I think if you watch Cogger in the grand final, he just looks like a he looks more of a seven to me, like an organizer. He straightened up the attack. He gave um, Cleary a lot of more 
a lot more opportunities out the back in that you know that last twenty minute. I know it was only a twenty minute period, but you look at what Newcastle going to get with Ponga this year. If if Cogger can straighten up the attack, you know he's playing with Hastings, who's likes to get the ball in his hands a lot. But you know, the thing with me was like Cogger and and Hastings, they weren't a part of that run last year. Yeah, exactly. Right. It was Clune and Gamble. Yeah, mm. Hastings. Yeah, right. I was thinking yeah. it was Clune and G- Gamble. Gamble right? Yeah. So, that's what, that's what I mean about recreating that magic. Yeah. Right? You throw in those different key ingredients. And Brayley. And other players and, and then Brayley. And, you know, you remember what it was like, right? You know you can do it. Yeah. Like getting it done is actually a different prospect against teams who are prepping because of the run you had. Who yeah. know Pong is your man and, and who have no doubt of the ability of your squad now. So that's the question. That's the I, only question mark for me. I don't think they'll have a problem doing it at home because the, the Newcastle faithful are – like when they got the back-to-back spoons those couple of years, they were still getting nearly a packed yeah, house. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And and the field that you got up at Newcastle back in the last year, the 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 whole the whole area was behind them. Yeah. So they need to start like what I said. They need to start off well, and then you know if Ponga gets a knock early on, the the question is going to come out again. The thing with Ponga, yeah. What about I know it's early, but you know Origin time. Yeah. He wants and he's he's declared uh, he wants to he be the wants fullback. Wants to be the fullback, but you know I can't see him. No yeah, way, Walsh. Queens of Walsh is the man up there now, so that's another hurdle for him to overcome. 14. Yeah, but where do you get him on as a 14? You have to. Well, he's, done it. he's done it a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's, that's that's probably another chat we'll have yeah. down the line. But yeah, yeah I, I have them actually missing the eight. I, okay. have, I have them at nine. Oh, right. I, I just nine, think, eight. yeah, with the changes in the spine. you got to remember, wait, you know, that game against the Bulldogs, which was the first win of 10, if they lose that, the coach gets sacked yeah. for more reports. So... So if they start off a couple back-to-back losses early, does the coach come under the pump again? Imagine the pressure. That's what I mean. Uh, who would want to be a coach? Yeah. Uh, all right. Who would want to be an NRL player, honestly? Mm, <laughs> but, but, I mean, a coach when you could have a job in the media. I mean, you know. You love it. Well, I mean, I can't be a coach. I couldn't coach the Waterloo Waratahs under 10s. <laughs> but Dorrance it seems to me a bloke like Benji, he could have had a career uh, in either. Yeah. I just sit there and just – Shake my head at Benji. He had the greatest life, radio, TV. Yeah. Right. And he's could, gone to get thrown you know, into the wolves. If you could guarantee me it would just be about the footy, I'll, you know, really yeah, yeah, consider. Yeah, like, yeah. But when this go to, it's not just the it's footy, it's, uh, it's, other tic- it's <laughs> all the other jazz that comes with it's it. This bloke's like Maroon. <laughs> yeah. Look, mate, at some, at, <laughs> at some point, mate, this joint's going to wake up to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then your only hope is going to be you know the problem Big is? Brother or your kitchen and rules. And we're a package or... deal, so you'll come and move wherever your I go. Oh, we're going to the other joint. Is it my kitchen rules? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> my kitchen rules, your kitchen rules. What's uh, you saying, mate? Fail to prepare, prepare, prepare to fail. fail. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at one of Woodsy's other clubs that he had absolutely no influence on, the Dragons. <laughs> Welcome back to the Footy Talk podcast. We are looking at predictions for the 2024 season with Wade on Woodsy. My name is Maroon. Well, the Dragons. Uh, look, this is the side that's probably in a lot of ways had most talk off season. Could this be their first wooden spoon? And I stress again, you blokes, you might be too young to remember. I'm not. When they merged these two sides, I was living in the Gong and all people from the Steelers and Dragons heard was, this is going to be a super force like rugby league has never seen and it's turned out to be the biggest crock of bullshit in the history of rugby league. They finished second last last year, no big name signings, 
Where do they go from here, Waiter? Well, that's a big that's a big intro for the Dragons. Mm. So, um, listen, I think the biggest acquisition, obviously, um, is Shane Flanagan. The yeah. Coach. yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is, you know, he's been in this position before. When I first went to the Sharks, they were down the bottom of the table, and he rebuilt um, that roster and that team all the way up to the Premiership in 2016. Now it took five years or you know, in, in the sixth year to achieve that uh, with a couple of really tough seasons in, in the middle. So I think they got to trust Flanner. they got to – he knows the way out, right? He knows the way to improve that team, and over time he's going to have a – you know, this season's not going to – I think they'll improve a bit, but they won't improve much. Oh, you think they'll improve a bit? I think the way – just there'll be some physical – like some things you can actually see when the way they perform. Effort. The effort areas in the game, there'll be a, a tick for sure in, in improvement. And I just think whatever happens this year, it'll allow Flano to really get a feel of the squad, the players within the squad. And, you know, what Flano's really, really good at is identifying the areas that the team could be improved in and then finding guys who are available and slowly improving the roster over time. I did it every year at Cronulla. He always brought in a piece that just sort of made our squad better, whether it be playing each each week or someone that made the dressing room better and the team cohesion better. So that's the watch for, for the Dragons, um, you know, I don't know. There's still probably a number of positional things to to work out. Who plays a half? Probably Flano's got the inside run now because of the other stuff that's happened with the young yeah. uh, young Amon and um, who's going to partner Benny Hart? Little probably at, uh, Ooh, yep. at hooker. Sloan was at fullback. There, I, I see Sloan starting at fullback with a possible few areas that Flano needs to see him producing each week. Um, and then if he if he wasn't to produce that. I'd see a possibility of, of, of Lomax going back to fullback. So there are a few questions to be answered, but you know, I think looking at them, the way they play, the style they'll play, there'll be a few areas you identify straight away as, as being in a, in a better direction on the Flano. You know what Wado has said to us before, yep. a great story about how Flano and Gal would work together to get a player to the club. Yeah. And first thing I thought of when, when Flano went to the Dragons, I, they're trying to get Adam Fanua Blake. I thought about you saying that. Geez, he would have been a good would get. Been good. Yeah, I thought he would have been the big sculpt they needed. Because yeah. a bloke like Adam Fanua Blake, he brings players that want to play with him. Yeah. And I think once Flano can get that big name, because you look what he did at, you know, the Sharks. He got Wade, I think he got you in 2010. I was, yeah, end of 2010, yeah. Then 2011 gets, was my first season. He gets, you know, he gets Heino and Fafita. Jeremy gets Louis, Smith from the Jer- Dragons. Lewis, like- Jeremy Smith. Um he just knows the right players to get, like yeah. battle-hardened blokes that have been around. And I think that's something that what he's going to be looking at. Obviously, he's tried to be active in the player market, but he hasn't had much success as of yet. But once he gets that one player, then the other players go, oh, we've got someone now. Then that's when the dominoes start to fall. Then other players come. And it's just about getting that first big one. You know, we were lucky enough. We – well, not lucky enough, but I, I had a, we had a sort of an in-house trial against the Dragons. So I got a good – Look of them up front. They're they're a different side. A lot of the players look a lot fitter than what they have in previous years. Lomax was actually on the wing, so that must mean that uh, Sloan gets first crack at fullback. And in the halves, obviously, was Cole and and, and Ben Hunt. So they're just a side. Obviously, Wado said it. They're just going to be. You know, there was times probably last year where a lot of people said they went up to first grade standards. Some of the plays they come up with, Flano doesn't tolerate that. Mm. He's going to get a, a side that's working hard, um, even if it's just. You know, rolling the sleeves up, getting the fifth tackle, kicking the corners and just revving up with your D. That's something that Flano's all about is his effort areas, his, you know, working as a team, you know, building pressure, beat them before we beat ourselves is something that he always worked hard on with us. Um, And I think that's something that we noticed. Like there was times where they probably could have, 
you know, probably did a little flick pass or went for the long ball, but they just didn't take those opportunities. They just worried about the ball control, you know, playing, as we say, field position in the game, just getting the ball down the other end, make the other team break. So I think that's something that the Dragons have sort of slowly instilled in their culture. And he doesn't cop losing. Like, it doesn't matter. He'll try his backside. He'll work 24 hours of the day and he's, he'll, get, he'll get his players on board. The, the players looked happy under Flano. Uh, they were able to have a joke with him, but he was also able to tell them, you know, on the field, watching outside in, he was able to have honest conversations with them uh, in front of other boys as well. And that's that's hard, half the battle, isn't well, it? Well, he doesn't pull his punches. Like, no. does, it doesn't matter who you are in the, in, the, in the room. Like, if you haven't done your job on the weekend or you missed an area yeah. that you were supposed to get to uh, as a team, like, he, he'll have no problem calling that out in front of people. Like, whether it was Gowser, whether it was myself, whether it was Luke Lewis, if you missed an assignment, Mate, you missed an assignment. That's it. It wasn't a personal or anything. It was just we need to get better as a team. You need to make your assignment. There. And I think you even saw last year when there was a change. I felt like there was a noted improvement straight away under the Dragons. Like I feel like Lomax had a good finish to the season. Yep, Sully, Sloan. Sloan. So, yeah, I, the biggest thing will, in my eyes will be the recruitment, whether he can manage to pull a star yep. because the one thing he had at Cronulla was he had Gow. Yeah, Gow, and Gow was, just, was the captain of New South Wales. I was, you know, Flano and, and Gow, Gow was the reason I wanted to come play with it, like at, at the Sharks because I knew I got yeah. to go out there with someone who was a maniac who was going to go hard every week, right? And then after Gow was Jeremy Smith, Anthony Tupo, Luke Lewis, Chris Hyneton, Andrew Fafita, James Maloney, Ben Barber. Like this is that's the sort of role you can get on, mm. but you need one. Mm. You need one. Yeah, you got to get the first one. So where you got him finishing? I'm at fifteen. What about you, mate? He's going to kill me, Flano. I got him at sixteenth. Right. Okay. I want to ask you. You scared of him, mate? Uh, just as a bloke oh. who who loves footy like I do, from the yep. hit, you, for, with the clubs you played for. Yep. Do you think there was a different feeling or a different culture in playing with those merged clubs? Yeah, definitely. No, I've what, said, in I've what said, way? I've said a lot of the time. You know, I loved the Tigers like as my junior club, but there's still some factors at a club that. Some love West, some love Balmain, but it's West Tigers. It's not Balmain, it's not West. Are we talking I, like what sponsors? Are we talking, you know, people everywhere? Ball and, everywhere and, yeah. and the thing is that West own majority of the club now. You go play down at Campbelltown Stadium, there's an orange free zone. Um, really? Yeah, so it used to be in the corner. Oh, that's not that's, that's, um, that's, that's, But it's even the same, like, you know, the Dragons, they complain that the jersey's too much like St. George. So when do we wear the Illawarra jersey? Yeah, or yeah. well, at Tigers, or we do too much orange on the jersey. We've got too much black on the jersey. You know, the magpie's not big enough. The Tiger's too big. It's part of the logo. There's just always little, just, you probably don't make much of it at the time, but it's just, there's always a narky comment when, why mm. can't we just be one? Like, if you say, oh, the Tigers are playing the Sharks well, this week, people you know, go, no, we're West Tigers. Again, yeah. again, this is a strength of Shane Flanagan's, of his coaching ability, is to sort of keep the squad away from that, keep the footy program yep. away from that. He's very good with that, you know, that bunker mentality. 100%. Get all the noise away from him. Our job there is to focus about the footy. Yep. Be a good footy team. Do whatever's required for you from a club point of view exactly. and represent the club the right way. But bunker away from all that noise because all it. that noise does not help you play. Does not help you win footy games. It does not help you win and, and competitions. And so, that's what he does well. He controls the narrative. Yeah. I know. He 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 knows what his players need to see and he knows what they don't need to see. Mm. Well, we wish him all the best. We really do. Final team we're going to look at. Panthers have been in the last four grand finals. Obviously, they have won the last three of them. In this era of NRL, Wado, can a team win four grand finals in a row? Oh, mate, you'd be crazy to back against them, wouldn't you? Mm, like, I would think. 
you know, I feel like if they were ever going to lose a game, it was last year's grand final. Then <laughs> oh, wow. Nathan Cleary puts on this 20-minute masterclass and just breaks the heart of probably, you know, everyone in everyone in Brisbane for sure, but then everyone who's a neutral who probably didn't yes. want to see the success of Penrith continue, he broke all their hearts as well. I just see, you know, the Penrith marching on, having another straight, you know, another great season and, and continue their, you know, their dominance. I was a Penrith junior. You always question when you lose players, oh, who, how are they going to be able to replace them? How are they going to be able to replace them, mate? they got a nursery out there that is the biggest and, you know, arguably the best in the NRL competition so there's always a young kid out there putting his hand up ready to go and ready to push into that top squad you know I think someone like Stephen Croran's a big loss because where you replace him with a with a guy that may be just as talented or could be as talent you know that experience and that competitiveness comes out only in a few blokes and certainly playing against him last year in a couple of times you know I, I noticed his voice on the field I noticed his talk amongst his Penrith teammates, um, he how he how he was playing, his expectations of his teammates out there, and players like that that drive the team, not just at training, but actually within the competition, within the game, they are hard to replace, and no doubt a lot of that came, you know, because he knew on the horizon it was his final season. Now, can we expect something like that out of Jerome Luai, who grew up in the area, he's so passionate about the area and the club? Can we mm-hmm. expect that same sort of drive? It's yet to be uh, seen, but that footy program is, you know, in the strongest position it's ever been, and I expect him to be right up the top of the table again this year. All right. Woodsy? Yeah, mate, I, I've tipped him number one again. Uh, I think, like Wade has said, you'd be you'd be silly to tip against them. Um, I know they're losing Stephen Crichton, who's outstanding, and, and I, I think he was a big part of why they got back in the game as well. He got a couple of yeah, really – Yeah, try was a good one too. A try, a, a couple of repeat sets, some real soft touches of the kick. And, you know, Cleary, masterclass. Any, any team with a player like Nathan Cleary, like how do you – you can't bet against them. Like honestly, you, you, they're one of – he's world-class. He's the best player in the game at the moment by by a length. Uh, he's so good and just controlling. And I, I reckon the loss of Luai next year is going to be a huge driving factor for him. You know, they've played together, I think, since Harold Matthews. Yeah. So they've got that, you know, friendship, relationship. They know each other's game back to front. To me, Luai looks all about being all about business. You know, he will want to go out. On, on a high. You know me, I'm a big fan of that Paul Alamoli. I, I think he will really strive in a system like like Penrith. I think uh, a coach like Ivan will get the best out of him. Mm. He had big raps on him as a kid at the Bulldogs, just could never get to those levels. Playing either inside or outside, sorry, outside uh, either Cleary or Lou, I don't know what side he's going to play with. I think it will bring out the best in him. And You know, a big one to see how they go is it's interesting. They haven't won a, the World the Challenge Cup yet. So that'll be really interesting to watch that first one. Yep. All right. Where have you got him? You've got him at number, number one. one. And yeah. Wado? I've got him at three. Okay. So Dude, just, Sharks are number sharks one. Sharks are number one, mate. And then, you know, Broncos, Broncos Panthers. So you could easily swap Panthers, Broncos around. Yeah. But I just have, have him in at three. But, you know, the, the, the Penrith, they're, they're in this hallowed ground, right, where they've, they, they've been so dominant for so long that, you know, any new recruit or any kid coming yeah. to that program, there's just a level – there's a level of expectancy with how you perform, how you turn up the train, yep. and ultimately, you know, winning on the weekend. It's oh, just yeah. a, it's a real purple patch for an organisation to be in. You think, you know, Broncos of the 90s, you know, Melbourne over the years, Roosters at certain stages. Um, that organisation is just on the up and up. Mate, I've just got a text here from my mates at Cronulla Golf Club, Desi and Matt, big Matt, <laughs> and he tells me that uh, you are at the sliding doors at the front waiting for it to open every day. Right, well, this is actually a rare occurrence that I'm not in my polo shirt. Normally, mm. uh, I wake up, I put my golf attire on, I knock out 
whatever I have to do for the day. And which is I, nothing. Which is a bit, yeah, I'm back <laughs> at work. You're obviously working with you, mate. Yeah. So mm. there's a little bit on my day. And then once it's completed, once my tasks are finished, I look for openings in in, uh, in the golf program and then try to get myself a game. If they had a Dally M for blokes who could dodge their family commitments, you two would be first and second every year. Anyway, that's it for us. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the uh, predictions. Woodsy, always great to see you, mate. Ah, it's always good to see you, big fella, and waiter. And we love you too, waiter. Cheers, boys. Looking forward to this upcoming season, eh? See you then.